0: Happy New Year. (laughs) Happy New Year to everyone on BBS Radio. And welcome to our Sunday call with Winfrey, the Elohim, Terry Brown, the Ra group and all of our beautiful friends that are present with us on this conference line. And of course all of you beautiful souls out there in BBS land. So we're wishing you all a wonderful, happy, prosperous, fortunate, healthy, beautiful, inspiring new year awesome. and the entire 2024 where all of your dreams and wishes, of all your great hopes, will be manifesting. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Thank you. (laughs) And we'll just wait for wind to land the helicopter.
1: Maybe somebody should give him a (laughs) call.
2: Seriously. I called, I called him a while ago and he's going to call me back, which he didn't. Hi, he Terry. Me. But Terry Marie.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hi. Oh, hi. We had a few people call in, so I didn't catch their names. Hi, welcome to the call. Would you like to say your name? Yes, uh, positive greetings from Sedona. Cheerio! (laughs) Positive greetings, Raiden.
3: Thank you, Raiden.
0: And Happy New Year to you, Raiden.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: May it be you beautiful. You Thank you. May it be beautiful and prosperous, and all of your dreams come true. Yeah.
1: All right.
0: <laughs>
1: Thank you. I'm at the farmers oh. market right now, so I'm going to mute myself right now so you don't hear everybody.
0: Oh, you're welcome. He
2: has win on?
0: Well he, no. he he he's a no, he's not.
3: <laughs> oh. Okay.
0: That's a quicker answer.
2: <laughs>
1: That's the short answer.
3: Yes. <laughs>
0: Has everyone got something great planned for the new year celebration? I was
2: invited to some kind of gathering tonight. I'm going to make a fire and have some baked
0: potatoes. Wow. (laughs) That sounds amazing. I love the sound of that. (laughs) Yeah. Is it hot (laughs) or is it moderately warm where you are? Mm, It's in the 50s. It's not too
2: bad. Pretty
0: nice. What is that, 20? Is that 19 degrees?
2: 19. Mm. That's where you are?
0: Oh, Oh. no, it's colder. Oh. That that sounds gorgeous. Yeah,
2: 50s. Sunshine on every day. Beautiful. late last night, playing music till two in the morning. <laughs> that was fun.
0: Lovely. <laughs> yeah, it sounds wonderful. Yeah, I haven't
2: done that in a while, so it's good. That's it. How about you, Cesar? You got plans for tonight?
0: Well, we're just going to be celebrating, watching the fireworks, Mm -hmm. and not being down there in the cold, thank goodness. We're just going to watch it on TV. So that'll be really Good.
2: good. Yeah. Someone else joined in. Would you like to say your name? Okay.
4: Hey, Tara Marie. How are you guys? Um, this is Stacy from Lucien and Oh, hi, Stacy. Hi,
0: Stacy.
2: Hi, welcome.
4: You're so beautiful. Thank you for your gorgeous announcements and warmth for the new year.
0: Oh. Well, you're welcome.
4: Thanks and so
0: much you called in.
3: Yes.
1: It's wind in Sedona.
2: Hi,
3: hey. Wynn. Hey, Welcome. Hi, Wynn.
1: Hi, Wynn. <laughs> well, I am a few minutes late, right? Yep.
3: It, yes.
1: I was putting together what I was going to do today. That's why. So, um, is she still here?
2: No. No. Is Jackie here?
1: Jackie going, Jackie. (laughs) Are we on BBS radio?
3: Yes.
2: Hello, BBS,
1: just let me start the tape recorder in just a moment, just
2: a moment. The recording has started.
1: This is December 31st, 2023. The last day of 2023. And this call this call is named Sunday morning with the Elohim. And it's actually more than that, but what happened was in 2002, I had a partner, a woman, who woke me up in the middle of the night and said, get the tape recorder out. And we started communicating. A voice came through her. She never did this before. And told me to ask them questions. And so I started asking them questions and I'm trying to figure out who am I talking to? Do I trust them? Why are they talking to me? And I didn't have a clue, but they didn't ask me to do anything. And so in the, in the initial stages, one of my early questions was, uh, how do I know my friend is not crazy and she's not making this up? Can you guys predict the newspaper headline? Then they said, watch for this headline in in uh, two weeks. And boom, the headline was there in two weeks. So I knew she wasn't making it up and I continued asking questions And I was going in deep into like metaphysical type topics and they identified themselves by the name, the Council of Elohim. And in my questions, it came out that, or at least I did a Google search, that Elohim was one of the words for God in the Old Testament. And the word the Mormons used for God. And I asked them, are you the same Elohim? And they said, we're part of the same. And then I said, why are you talking to me? And they told me, I was like a cosmic midwife. I knew how to bring these into the world. And I didn't have ego about it. So um, did I believe them? No. But I said, if this is true, it is going to have to prove itself to me. And over the next few years, it proved itself. There was huge wisdom, huge understanding about how the universe works and how the universe was created. And there was at least one major miracle that could not have happened by the normal laws of the physical universe. And eventually, I decided it was important. And I started going on to some radio shows and talking about it. And I started giving some talks and lectures. And I started doing conference calls as a way to share it with other people. And I have to say, this is not like a new religion or something to believe in. Everyone has to do their own test with this. Listen to our calls. Read their messages and see if it if it resonates, and if it doesn't, don't come back. And you can, you can it's okay if you tell people we're full of it. it doesn't matter, you know. You have to be, you have to choose this. You have to test it, and you have to choose it. And if it doesn't test your own test, it's not for you. That's all I can say. And your test, if you're listening on BBS and you're new to the call, you can start your test right now because one of the things you'll note is you'll hear them talking. You'll hear about a lot of phenomenal things. You'll hear uh, a recording from my partner, Terry, who is channeling all of this, and you can feel the sincerity and the energy of her her sound. And some of you will feel energy on this call. According to my understanding and my questions, when we do these calls, they are on the calls, even if we're not channeling them directly. They're here, and they're paying attention to you. And they describe themselves as a pure energy unit. They don't have physical bodies. They can move their energy anywhere in the universe that they're called. And some of you can feel their energy. They're here right now. And we start this call like um, a little invocation, which is, I call it calling in the light, just acknowledging their presence. And so, I say? Cecil's not here. Just double checking. Cecil, are you here? Las Vegas. Hello, John. Hello. Okay. I'm gonna mute you. So. Okay. Okay. Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect everyone on this line. And any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light.
0: All participants are muted and they can unmute themselves.
2: and be transmuted
1: for the highest good of all concern. We see ourselves in a flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the stars, through the planets, and finally arriving on planet Earth. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, coming in from the higher dimensions to join with us, and we create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave. Now, now as part of this call, we're going to be playing some audios of the Elohim, and we're going to start out where this was an early session where they introduced themselves to us. And uh, here we go. This is a really powerful call. It's seven minutes long, and uh, if you feel the space on the call, you'll feel their energy.
3: We greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator, the energy... As we extend into your realm and throughout the space of the listening audience, making connection to those that desire it in the audience. We are making connections at this time. We are mindful and experienced in the connection with the individuals on this line. So love and gentleness, of the connection and the very essence of the treasure that you each are. It is a very special opportunity to connect And to make ourselves available, we are unseen companions from our realm to your realm. We put down a ribbon of connection. which brings energy to an essence to our realm and are happy to greet you. Does... Anyone
1: have a question? If someone has a question, you can push star six. How about if I ask a question? Yes. So, I was speaking from my own human experience of having these ongoing conversations and learning how it all works, and I think it's fascinating to have you, you share when we create this group energy amongst us, and there's so many humans on earth, could you explain how you experience that group energy? I don't think you have eyes, so how is it perceived by you?
3: We perceive it with joy from our realm. The experience of joy and recognition of the connection fills our energy hearts so to speak as we do not have bodies with joy at the connection for it has been so long without connection and the majority of earth people have forgotten that we are there and we experience this lack of connection as sort of a hole in our life, if we can call it. Our life, our experience, we look at the former back connection as if children have left home and have forgotten about the individuals. That are left on the higher plane, and we miss a connection. It is as if we are there and ready to connect, but there is no connection, there is just an inward-lookingness and experience and an exterior person-to-person experience without touching or coming up to or experiencing our frequency when we connect It is a great joy and a fulfillment of our capacity to love and to connect. It is like a family that has come back together and the lost or misplaced individuals in the family have come into contact, it is very fulfilling for us to experience contact.
1: Thank you very much. all right, so that gives you an idea of what they sound like when they're talking to us. And that was an early call on a conference call like this. And they were trying to introduce themselves to a bunch of new people who are hearing them for the first time. And as I said earlier, some of you noticed the energy that was on that call. And just because it's a recording, they're still here. They're still paying attention. We know that. And... Um, That was channeled by Terry Brown. And Terry and I had been living together for about 20 years. And that didn't happen until, um, well, we'd known each other for 40 years. But the Elohim started contacting me 20 years ago and then I kept asking questions and after a couple of years I realized that they really were trying to help humans that they did not have any kind of hidden or devious agenda and that's when I started doing conference calls and sharing this with other people, and on this call, I have to say, Terry, who was the channel on that call, left Israel probably fifteen months ago. She crossed over and she ended up leaving her body behind and is in what's called fifth density. Our planet is in third density. And the higher you go, the more liquid everything becomes. It's kind of like the difference between ice, water, and steam. In this realm, everything is like ice. And in the higher realms, everything is like steam. So the l would be like steam. It can just flow through things. And many people have experienced miracles and reality shifts as a result of being on these calls and feeling a sense of connection with something that... It's not easy to find all by yourself, and here we we are there all the time. So Terry is on this call right now, and we usually at the beginning of the call, give her a wave. so let's wave to Terry, and I should say Terry and friends because she's in a realm. With a lot of angelic beings, ascended masters, and they're on this call paying attention to you. They're here for you. They don't have any hidden agenda. And we don't charge for these calls. So, see what you can get out of it. And um, let's wave to Terry. And a lady by the name of Terry Marie, after Terry Brown dropped her body, called me, and she said she thinks Terry is talking to her, and she wanted to know what I thought. So I did some test calls, and I decided that I really was talking to Terry. So we're going to let Terry say hello right
2: now to all of you.
1: Terry, let's see, Terry Marie, are you there?
2: Hello,
1: I'm here. There you are. Get close to the mic, okay? Uh,
2: Let me turn it up.
1: Okay. How's that? That is better. That's much better.
2: Okay. Okay,
1: and so we're saying hello to Terry Brown in the fifth density. Hello, Terry.
2: Hello, hello everyone. So pleased to be here. So
1: they don't have what they don't have weather up. Do they have weather up there?
2: They don't, do they? No. No.
1: Do you see the sun?
2: The sun. I mean, no, not physically like you do. We know feel the energy. You
1: see, you sense, you sense the sun.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. And the moon.
2: Yes. Just so you, Doctor Shane,
1: you you got the same planets we do, mm-hmm. essentially. There. And the many. same, right? That the same celestial bodies are moving through all the, all the realms. They're not just, in, you know, in this realm. Right. Is that right? Okay. Yes. And do you have astrology operating up
2: there? We have what? Astrology. Oh. We can look at that if we choose to, but uh, not necessarily. Not necessary. You know.
1: Are you higher than astrological influences?
2: I don't think "higher" is the correct term. Uh, We are aware, aware of them.
1: hmm You know, I asked because I used to do astrology charts. I was fascinated yes. when, when I did it. Okay. Maybe I should ask Jillian. Is Jillian
2: there? Just a moment. Hello, Lynn.
1: Oh, yes. Hi, Jillie. No. Now, Jillian was my girlfriend, and I don't think that's the right term, girlfriend, but I use it for lack of better, when I was in college. And Jillian and I did all kinds of things together. We used to travel around the country playing music, and she was into astrology and spiritual things and Edgar Casey. And I got into them because she was into them. I doubt whether I would have written the book, The Reincarnation of Edgar Casey, if I hadn't gone through this phase with Jillian in my life. So uh, since we were talking about astrology, I can ask you the question, um, is there any significance to astrology in the realm you're in?
2: Oh, we can look into it if we like, but uh, there's so many, so much higher Mm -hmm. energies and frequencies. We don't really need to look at it. So it it
1: doesn't really, it doesn't impact you on a day-to-day level, right?
2: No. Right.
1: Right. You don't have day-to-day up there. Right, right but so what are the transitory influences that impact you
2: if if any it... just the connections with higher sources uh, um, here flowing through us, around us, the uh, stars, planets are all around and there's energy radiating from them. We can Mm -hmm. pick up on, so to speak.
1: So you can feel those energies. Yes, and with you, on Earth. So, what we're doing down here is we're grounding your energies into the Earth's experience. Can we say that?
2: Yes, yes. To bring you up to higher frequencies. Mm-hmm. To meet with us, to feel what we feel, to experience
1: it's Beautiful,
2: beautiful. Now,
1: one of the things I wanted to do today. Two of the things we're going to do. One of them is I'm going to introduce you to Stacy Hensel. And I met Stacy years ago when I first wrote the reincarnation of Edgar Casey. And I went to her home in Orange. I went to her home and I did a lecture on my book. And she invited some of the people that she knew. And she was expressing herself as a coach, a counselor. And more. And I can say now, in this period of time, that I firmly believe she is an Elohim soul who's chosen to take a body to be here in this realm to help as many people as possible graduate. This room.
2: And are you there, Terry? Terry?
1: Terry, Terry Marie? That's yes. you, right?
2: Okay. Yes. Are you talking to me or Stacy? I'm going to introduce Stacy?
1: Yeah, I'm going to introduce Stacey in just a moment. Um,
2: Are you finished with Jillian for now?
1: Well, I brought Jillian in because I just wanted to ask that question about astrology. Um, and She answered it. And Jillian, it is really wonderful to have you on this call. Is there anything you would like to express to the group here?
2: To send you much love and thank you for making this connection. Keep sharing the energy, keep sharing, spreading it around because it's needed right now. Beautiful, beautiful connection.
1: Thanks. Thank you very much. And Jillian and I had many adventures together, and she changed my life and opened me up to many things that I was not open to at the time. So we are going to interview Stacey Henschel, who has been coming to our calls Fairly often over the past few weeks. And she really resonates with this work. And I believe very strongly that she is an Elohim soul in this realm. Judging by the way she works with people, and she does counseling, she does consulting, she works with people who, how shall we say it, who who in general are professionals and helps them do a better job and their professional uh, workings, CEOs, relationships. And let's see, Stacy, are you there?
4: Yeah, Wynn, can you hear me?
1: I hear you. Now, did I say everything appropriately in describing you?
4: Yeah, um, and I guess what I'd add is that um, in the work that I do with people, it's um, about really connecting to their soul calling, their highest expression. You know, what are they really called to bring to this earth and touch this earth with? Like every single one of us have a very special gift. And... um, something that we're here to give to this earth we came here for a high reason and to allow that expression to come out within their essence and their soul and be heard in a way that could be integrated in this you know planetary realm and to serve the planet and serve the people from a place of their heart and their soul and so when I do business consulting or Strategy work for company or people want to start a business or um, working with them personally in their relationships or if it's healing, there's always a higher calling that moves them and touches them in every experience they have is just another avenue to deepen uh, their truth of who they are so they can express it in the world and give their gifts. Even if it's something challenging or an opportunity, it's a way to kind of up our level of uh, connection to ourselves and our gifts. I always like the expression that, um, you know, if something happens on any level, either to opportunity or um, that, you know, some level we can handle it, it wouldn't be presented. So it's a gift to unfold and to work with and, uh, to Help the collective with and to uh, rejoice in and, and bring that goodness to the world in all life and all places and all people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, you have extraordinary abilities from my perspective to reach people and to help them clear some of the patterns that are holding them prisoner. And how did you develop these abilities to do that?
4: I guess I'm going to, not that I have complete conscious awareness of this, but I'm going to go back to my birth. um, and when I was birthed, I had what you would call—I think some of you probably on the call—familiar with this—a a near-death experience. And I think I had like, not that it's a conscious recognition, but uh, when I was in the womb before I was born, and then when I was born, um, they had to actually do a transfusion with me when I was it's been 24 hours, so I wouldn't still be here. But during that time, I had a near-death experience. So. Um, I would imagine that that helped open some of the realms of connectivity. Because when we're born, um, unfortunately, sometimes the light isn't as strong to carry the essence of our soul forward in our higher work. So it gets a little bit what we might call stifled. Um, but when there is an opening, and I do have a dedication to birth and a higher level in. The new children come in to raise the frequency when they're coming through the veil but when we are then there's we have more access to the truth versus getting mm, sorted up within the reality of duality and when we can come in more full in the feel of the frequency then we can remember and recall things more vividly and not get mm, you know pulled into the three-dimensional uh, thought forms and good bad right wrong we can be able to hold it's all about the container of holding the energy we can hold the energy more within our field to remember the truth rather than having the mind repeat something that somebody else said that isn't necessarily connected to the truth but it's something uh, a belief or a construct um, that is true but isn't always We don't always examine like you do or look deeper into is that really a true residence or how do we do that? How do we know it's actually so and how do we access that? And is this something from the mind that's a, a program or a pattern from ancestral DNA or is this really something from a higher dimension, the truth of who we are, as we all say, that we're spiritual beings having human, human experience? How do we really access that deep level of our spiritual divine essence and really mm, drink it in like Amrita and and letting the sweetness of the fluid fluidity fall through us so we can let it touch our heart and our soul and and open us up and bloom us more into the expanded expression of what our deep heart? You know, yearning for us to bring. I believe that every being has a deeper calling that wants to express it, whether it's music or art or creativity or science or mathematics or mothering or fathering or gardening or um, you know, with the plants and the animals or the astrologies or whatever it is, or uh, with light or frequency, whatever. Um, on many levels that we all have something, even our silence and our stillness brings so much, actually. And we say the space between the worlds, words brings so much um, just with our essence. And and individually we have our own particular essence and, and then when we join with another essence, it's quite lovely. Um, so, Anyhow, there's that that opening through birth and inside of that, um, when I was a little girl, I remember having thoughts. I just wanted to touch people and make them happy. <laughs> That's all I wanted to do, you know, as a little a little child. And I'd write poetry, um, you know, like love poetry and you know, like su- super sweet things, as a little girl. And then when I got older. Um, I always wanted to contribute, you know, I worked hard and I, you know, did work with youth organizations and then later on in my 20s, I realized I was very empathetic. I could feel people and what was going on for them before maybe they talked or while they were talking, I had a capacity to tap into them. When I slowed down and I was present, I could feel them and have a sense of deep compassion and empathy towards them. And then my path, I'm sure, like many of yours past, kind of led you to certain people or situations or groups that just appeared in front of you. And um, I just remember loving spirituality. I didn't know why I did it, just like that word being spiritual. I wasn't religious at all, but just the spirit of of connection. And, you know, I yearned for that. And it wasn't anything, I thought about it, it was like, something that moved me or drew me or called me. You know, if we jump in, connect in with our heart, I believe that all beings have something that draws them, that moves them, that touches them. And they may don't know why they're called to gardening or loving the outside or loving music or loving dance or loving science or engineering or mathematics or or the medical field or whatever it is or mothering or fathering or just having fun, or sports, or um, you know, we don't know maybe. But there's something that is in us, and when we can tap into that deeper place and that deeper yearning, that soul that abides in them, something comes out and expresses, and and it touches the world, and we're touched by it. And it's it's like this beautiful energy that's like a beautiful firework that. Moves in a very gentle way that touches all life and Rejuvenates and uplifts and sparks and it's like we are the spark of spirit when we uh, Do that when we connect with that we are very much connected inside of that so it was kind of like that for me that I was drawn to different people and uh, different authors and books and uh, and um, And then learn things. And I was always told that I think resonates whatever we are drawn to. Um, We knew from another time period. We knew from another lifetime that if we are called to study something in some way in our DNA, we already knew it, but we're just re-remembering it. So on this call, we're all re-remembering this frequency of spirit or. Elohim or the Ra or whatever you want to say we're we already we know it and we're just re-remembering so if we take classes or courses it's because there's something that's being sparked as a moving or a calling to remember that and wanting a yearning to deepen it and that's uh, my perception um so anyhow I was actually called and I learned different things and study with different people and um And it just unfolded, and then every time I'd listen, something would drop into me. And when I spoke and led classes, because I've led over 100 different courses, um, things would come through that wasn't something I would ever say before or known before. Um, I called myself an intuitive. It would just drop in, and I would get information because of the group that was coming through that would help the people in the collective field that were taking that course Doing that program with me, so it was a—it's always an honor and a privilege to do those things because, uh, you know, it touches me and it touches them and it touches the group and and uh, it brings more light in every time we touch into love or source or peace or stillness. You know, we're touching into the divine. We're touching into that beautiful, sweet space of the all there is, the no time, the no space, and there's nothing better than that frequency of love. So that was a, a long-winded an, <laughs> expression to your question. Um, thank you, Ben.
1: How, 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 how old were you when you first started counseling, counseling or coaching other people?
4: I would say indirectly um, when I was a teenager, um, when I worked at a youth organization. But I didn't, I wasn't aware that anything was, you know, particularly different about my approach. I just know I cared deeply. And I remember staying up late at night doing agendas because I was like a president of the organization and then vice president on it later on. But I, you know, would give, you know, suggestions or recommendations but. They were more from a, I would say, a note of oneness versus a note of separation. Like when I was really little, like I said, I wanted everybody to be happy. Um, And I just started learning. It was kind of exciting because, anyhow, I, I didn't directly. And then I think in my 20s, I was a little bit more aware that I had some gifts. And then probably in my 30s, I became more... You know I was already coaching people, but I didn't realize that you know like something out you know was was um you know was any different than any anything else or anyone else not that it was but that it was higher and then and I can't really remember when when but I did a course uh in uh Vermont, and I remember distinctly uh Having deep awareness that something was coming through and the lady that was leading that course kind of acknowledged it and I started being more aware of an ability of something else that could come through that wasn't something from my mind it just was flowing and uh, you know something opened up and it was around also the ones that they were called with the ones with their names and which feels like they're a part of an overarching field Um, you know and um, so it's more direct then but I don't remember my exact age I don't know it was in my late that I had really really clarity Um, I don't know if it's my late 30s early 40s I just don't exactly remember but somewhere around there
1: Hey, uh, could you tell me uh, you work with people as a professional and you are able to move them through patterns that they experience are blocking them. Is that an accurate way of describing it?
4: Yeah, I I would probably say... um yeah to help them integrate it's, to me it's um, you know but our but our friend Becky fuller said you know chaos integration and growth right three uh, percent of the population, and we shift the consciousness um, and i'd say integration it's it's um you know when I look deeply inside or feel deeply inside um, there's a place that um if I can be that to say all of us or our ancestral lineage um, have had areas where we have frozen, something happens and we freeze, our body shuts down, We our breathing kind of stop, slows down and condenses, the heart condenses, the face condenses, the body pulls in. And, you know, many of us, we, you know, call this uh, post-traumatic stress or fight, flight or freeze when something we get... Scared or afraid or awkward, or there's an energy that we don't know how to navigate. Um, We haven't learned our flying instructions or navigation instructions of how to deal with these energies on earth when they come to us or at us or around us. Um, And sometimes we freeze and sometimes we, you know, um, move forward, you know, like fight or get loud or uh, anger or irritation or. Sometimes we just want to run. We just want to get away. Um, So, and I experience these things, you know, all the time. And it's just like, okay, how do I and how do we um, integrate these pieces that um, haven't felt safe, haven't felt loved, haven't felt uh, held, you know, within our DNA or even our ancestral lineage? You know, we talk about six generations or ten generations, you know, hundreds and thousands of years ago, we still have DNA, they say, that um, hasn't been fully integrated. And we we take on even, we take on the hair color and eye color of our ancestral lineage, but we also take on the joy and the fun and the love and the pain and the sorrow of uh, not being seen or not being heard or not being expressed or... um, you know, not being honored in some way or having something taken away that wasn't in the highest light. So it's like, um, how do we integrate those things and that are kind of wound in the DNA? They're like wound in, they call it the junk DNA, that are wound, and that's very powerful, wound in there that want to be unwound. Like if you guys, we all take a piece of paper and we go through, okay, birth if we had any trauma and three and then six or ten and every time we had trauma we tighten this piece of paper and then twenties, thirties, forties or however old we are, uh, we tighten it and it's really tight piece of paper, you know. And then slowly when we start doing our spiritual work, we slowly unkink the kinks in the paper and loosen it up and loosen it up and hopefully the paper's a little looser now because we've had training or to loosen the kinks of the trauma or the, uh, the shock or the unsafety or the uh, inability to integrate these frequencies. They're all like frequency bands of cores that uh, like, how do we navigate those? And it's always my discovery. Like, how do we, how do I navigate those and how do I breathe into them? And so it's really the work I do is it's based in uh, love and it's based in deep presence. And I, I could say, I think all of us can uh, acknowledge, hopefully, uh, yeah, we can, that you know when we're deeply present, that's when healing happens. When we can deeply breathe and be still in the silence, deeply listen, deeply feel, deeply connect. I'm, I'm very much of a connector. I love, 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 love to connect with people. It's my favorite thing to do and, and to love. All I want to do is love and and of course be loved and it's that uh, connecting and being deeply deeply present with the tenderness of our life experience and holding people in a container through love and and presence that starts unwinding these pieces and yeah you can do different techniques i'm trained in probably i don't know maybe 15 or more different healing techniques, maybe more left track. But it's, to me, it's always about whatever technique we use. It's always about the presence. So I bring in presence. I bring in the heart. And I work with their soul. So I think probably more my deep signature is I do soul work. So I can really see into people's greatest expression, like their greatest uh, the greatest essence. I really focus on that. That's important. And, and yet, when they're going through and then returning us back, or returning them back to the higher, the higher love, and their higher gifts. You know, when they can, when they, you know, when we're when we're seen and embraced. If we have a trauma, sometimes we're stuck in it, and we can only see not good things, then it's very, very uncomfortable. And it's hard to breathe and it's hard to connect to source um, when we're in something really intense. And so, if we can bring some softness, and I can bring some softness to that person and reconnect, then they can have a little bit of opening. Like they said, if you're in a dark room and you open the door a bit, light penetrates just a tiny, tiny bit, it penetrates. So, just starting to let. That penetration of the light and love come in to a place that has been condensed um, is really lovely and opening that up and then having them re-experience that's that that field and frequency of the divinity of who they are in their essence and 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 hopefully feel even a little bit and maybe even a lot and that happens in an opening of freedom and joy and expression and a relief like, "Ah oh, I can breathe again." Um, and the mind can shift its thought forms, and the emotion can shift its emotional forms. And then there's a deeper prevalence of higher thoughts and higher emotions and um, deeper breath and more opening that occur uh, through the work when I work with people. And it's an honor and a privilege. Uh, to work with each and every person, and um, yeah, um, and it's beautiful, and it's very loving, and it's uh, it's a gift. It's a gift for me to give, and you know, even though I, it's the work I do, and it, there's exchange that happens, of course, in that work. But it's an honor for them, and honor for me. Um, so that's an exercise, whether it's their relationships or their health or. Uh, their heart or their ancestral trauma or their business, if there's trauma within that or any area or with their children. And I can also tap into the field of people around them and read the energy of their employees or themselves, their children, and look at the their higher reason for doing something. Because um, usually if people are doing something that isn't good, because cause they're in deep pain and they don't know how to navigate it. So their old patterns is to... We tend to hurt when we're hurt um, or close down when we're hurt. And so if people do things that aren't connected or they disconnect, it's because they're in deep, deep pain, deep, deep, deep pain um, in some way. And if we can understand our pain, not that we have to agree, just understand and have compassion, it softens us like it isn't really about us. I loved when uh, I think it was a Buddha that said something like, uh, or Tinahan, I'm not sure. So all those beautiful beings, but you know, somebody's in line and they're really upset, um, you know, and they cut ahead of you or something like that. You know, see if you can understand what their pain is and and talk to their pain and and realize that it isn't. They're just not a rude person or a awkward person or a mean person. They're something's blocked or they're afraid inside and. Mm-hmm. They just, you know, if you can see into that, you can help them be free. Um, and, uh, you know, all the things that happen in the planet where we're doing things that are harmful, it's just blocked trauma energy in any person, any country. This is my perception, any situation. And once we free it, once we allow ourselves, if we can go into it and integrate, and sometimes it's uncomfortable a little bit in, you know, the sessions, it's uncomfortable, but holding it to- inner of love, we can move through it. Um, it's like the birth canal. Uh, any woman that's had a baby, they know it's like, oh my God, bless your heart and soul, that it, it takes something to birth. And then there's this beautiful, light, shining child of beautiful realms that come through. But sometimes it takes, you know, the nine months of gestation and everything they go through and this beautiful creation of a, of a being occurs. Like, how lovely is that? And the same with our work, our inner trauma. We maybe were releasing a birthing of the trauma, and then there's this beauty that occurs like this. Oh, I can breathe again. I can run again. I can dance again. I can sing again. Um, I can do my work again. Um, so that's, you know, my, how I see life and see the world is through those, that lens. Thank you.
1: And you also uh, help people who are having relationship problems. Is that right?
4: Yeah, I do. Yeah, and I love doing that work. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, in that, it's, it's very sacred. I always tell people if a partner's willing, you know, willing, willing to explore, um, healing can occur. It doesn't mean they're going to stay together. Um, it just depends on each person, but healing can occur. And relationships are very interesting um, in my perspective because uh, what I've been told also, you know, and, and heard um, tune in is that when we come together, we, uh, their emerging takes place with these two beautiful beings, and they have, there's something that attracted them um, through their heart and through their soul. Um, it could be sexual too, sometimes, you know, at any level, right? Um, or mentally, or physically, or spiritually. But something draws them together, and in that drawing together, they have their soul and their opportunities and their challenges and their, you know, um, you know, traumas or whatever. And and the other person has theirs, and they come together and they start merging. And usually, it's the sweetness or the love or the connection or the joy that merges and there's something that creates this attractor field. And so in this attractor field, what we tend to forget is that when you that gets drawn together, you become healing partners and uh, not just lovers, but actually healing partners and you help each other if you can see that you're helping each other rise to your highest expression of your soul's expression. You know, they say you can also meet God or the divine uh, meditating on your own in the cave, but sometimes uh, that's lovely. It can be faster in a relationship um, to meet, you know, the divine. And when we can have a partner that you know that you're on that trajectory, it really helps when uh, the roads get rocky, when the wind gets thick, when the waves get big in a relationship, because it can Spark our deepest hurt and our deepest pains and our deepest shames or sorrows or regrets and that person is like an expert at activating us. <laughs> you know, after the love potion kind of, you know, dies down a bit, then this other part arises that we get to say, oh my God, you get an A plus in your ability. I joke, I bring humor into my calls too with people sometimes in your ability to act that out, or your partner to act that out. They did like a most magnificent award-winning dramatic scene in that moment. You know, we could probably relate to it when you think of our partnerships and some things that they've said and done, like, oh my God. Um, or, you know, maybe they were mellow, who knows. But, um, you know, that deep compassion to really understand, you know, the deeper reason why that's coming out of that person. And usually if they're triggered and then we get triggered, then we get into a, a trigger opportunity. And we're triggering each other and it's not very fun. You know, you're saying this and saying that, and you're usually saying things that aren't really true. They're just in your psyche of a place within yourself that's afraid or a perception that's not good, unless you can, you know, manage it or monitor it or witness it. You know, and, and when we can witness these deep emotions and slow ourselves down, then an experience and really feel the other person not like we have to um, agree or disagree, but really feel what's going on for them and really connect on a deep level what's happening. Then their pain will start melting and our pain will start melting when we can slow things down. So I really work very deeply with couples on slowing things way down and really accessing those parts that... A lot of times we don't want to go to or, you know, people, you know, will do other things. We'll either ignore it or shut down or people, you know, our addictions can, or, you know, our patterns of, you know, uh, doing something else, whether it's eating, food, drugs, alcohol, whatever, or, you know, the Internet or the phone or TV or whatever, or exercising. We, We tend to do things to avoid and then we tend to pull apart, you know, if we're not allowing the pain of a relationship be back and integrating, but when we can integrate it and slow down enough to go, oh, God, you know, and, and I can hold the field with them because it's not always easy, even for me. You know, it, it, it takes something to, like, slow it down because we're so used to being on this kind of role, it's, you know, to witness. It really takes patience and compassion. So really slowing it down, holding the container of love, um, you know, we start the calls with love and, you know, and holding the field and and start unwinding it and really bring a very sweet space of listening and understanding and heartfelt. And, you know, miracles occur in relationships. And uh, when we do it over and over again and deepen it, there's a joy and a relevance. And couples that maybe were really close and they got far apart can become close again and start relating, you know. They say noun is a... I mean, relationship is a noun, and relating is a verb. Like to really relate, like, oh, are we, are we just talking, or are we in deep presence? Are we relating and feeling? And that takes work, and it it takes uh, it takes work, and it takes practice, and uh, you know, it's an art. Um, so, anyhow, it's a joy, and I yes, I do that, and it's an honor when I do that, and working with couples or even individuals that the other other person won't do it, I can work with one person and we can still help uh, the couple, even if it's just one person uh, that's dealing with that. And it's very heartfelt and very compassionate. And, again, it's beautiful. So thank you, Rim.
3: Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Can you give some
1: examples of people that you worked with that transformed their lives and how they experienced the transformation?
4: Um, There's one particular woman that had been working on uh, relationships with men and her father for years and um, and we did a, a deep session where we kind of went into the lineage and I also go into past lives when they occur and uh, and other you know fields, um and present life it's it, We're guided, you know. The calls are very much guided. So when I go into the field, I listen to the energy, and it's it's really their more guided type of healings. Um, Though I have techniques, but I, you know, I'm I'm guided. It's a guiding. And so we went into the field uh, with her father and the family and men, and we did a very deep healing, and she cried and sobbed and. And we release, and I also bring in healing energies, and sometimes I do I do invocations and prayers, and I also clear energy fields, and I bring them, you know, with the divine guidance into the light, you know, because it's always about I you know see it is all wanting to really wherever it's at, it wants to go back to source, which is light and love. So anyhow, in that in that session, she was able to really release she'd never been able to relationship with the father and the deep grief and not talking and not communicating and and with some of the things that happened with men in her life and at the end she was really free and the first time she could feel like a, a deep compassion and love with her father um, given what had happened to her early in her childhood and she was free and, and it helped open up relationships with the men she was around and you know, there's nothing like when you can't connect to somebody and you have bitterness or anger or a deep hurt and all of a sudden you're free and you don't have the charge and then your whole world opens up and it was amazing and she'd been doing work for years. Now, I do want to say, though, that I t- truly believe that when people do work, you know, over time, sometimes uh, they do work and it does you know little things happen and other things and then sometimes they're finally ready and something can open up and in that session We it just completely cleared and other times when I've worked with people it takes time And it takes a number of sessions, and I can't always tell how many you know it can take a Few weeks it can take a few months it could take a year What well, I don't know or it could be a series of things that might arise that we're integrating, you know I don't know It's just it's all dependent on the person and where they're going Um, so, and I've also helped people with different diseases. And again, um, when this happened in a session, I do want to say, you know, it was just their soul, my soul, and the divine, uh, working together. Um, and they, uh, you know, it cleared out a major disease of, of cancer. So, and I, I don't espouse that I can heal somebody. I don't, I don't do that. I don't say, oh yeah, come to me and be healed. I don't, that's not my truth. What I can promise people is that we'll have a deeper integration of whatever disease or trauma That occurred and we will bring deeper love to it and it's always a process um, So but you know more joy if somebody comes and more light or more integration over time because so, um, I just you know it's really about the person are they ready? It's about their divine guidance It's about the the guidance that guides them and, and me so that's how I see it and, uh work for, um, you know, the work I've done. And I've also, you know, again, worked with couples where they, you know, weren't really integrating or connecting and really were able to resolve their differences when they had a lot of disharmony. And they came more into harmony and peace than uh, in what they were doing and not that they changed a lot, just their perception changed and they could either embrace or accept the other person more. Or, and sometimes some deep changes occurred because sometimes why we're doing patterns with our relationship is because we're deeply hurt. And then when the hurt's gone, we don't have to play out that pattern anymore. It just, it dissolves. So I've seen patterns in relationship dissolve. And I've also, in business, when I've worked with people that maybe they were stuck in a particular, you know, something was particular stuck within them on a financial level or a construct level. And we were able to free that construct and that pattern and then they were able to bring in the money or open up some miracles and opportunities where the money started flowing more and they made some pretty awesome deals and brought in, you know, financial recompense, you know, money and uh, because it's just, it's, it's really just, you know, on a simple level stuck patterns and as we release those, uh, there's a freedom and then there's this opportunity and then things like can change in the blink of the eye, you know, it can, it can really transcend and, and then sometimes we, are, we totally forget that we even had that opportunity. Or the discomfort, you know, because it's gone and it's no longer in our consciousness. So, um, but I I do believe it's all about uh, having a deeper heart connection too. And I think a lot of my work, because I work with the soul, I think people find that they are more able to love, love themselves and love each other. And even when that, you know, more miracles happen in our life, you know, when we can, when our heart is more open and more, more responsive and our, field is more available to spirit um, also, cause given we work, I work spiritually with people, they're more connected, and when we get more connected, then it allows and avails things that maybe wouldn't normally happen to happen because it opens the veil, the, veil, the freedom of the truth of who they are, and we all you now have a seed of the soul that carries uh, knowledge and wisdom of what we're here to do in this lifetime. And to spark it, and, and you know my prayer is that we can all access it as full as we can in all of our lifetimes and share it with the world and share or share it with nature or our families, or you know it doesn't even need to be public at all. It just share it in our own space, um, but that we can create inside of that. And so I really believe that it's um, about opening that, and, and really, oh yeah, I do have that. And, it's so lovely when we're seen, you know, all we want to do is be seen and gotten and known. And when we're truly, truly seen and embraced, there is this, this beautiful joy and spark that comes and, we, and that we can receive it, you know, and really like, oh, God, we're too shy or embarrassed. It's like, and I don't, am I really that? You know, to really let in that, that goodness and not like ego, but just like mm, like the sweetness of being touched by that nature, that ambrosia, that, that energy, that source, that light, that Oh, yeah, I can breathe, like, okay, yeah, I'm not those names that people called me when I was a kid or this or that on my parents. I'm not that. You're not that. We're not that. We are so much more. we're so much more. We're, we're, we're an expression of the universe, the vastness of the beauty and the grace and the spark of the light of all theres. All we are is the pure light form and, and uh, here to celebrate and be remembered and on this new year to you know tap into that everlasting joy within us. And, that we can access that and anchor that and share that with others, um, you know, in a way that they can receive it and breathe it in for those with ears to hear, eyes to see, as they say, or essence to to see,
3: you
4: know, seep it in, let it touch us, let it move us, let it, you know, deepen in our soul, let us really connect with that, you know, beauty and grace of another Mm -hmm. being and be felt. So to me, it's about that, you know, really feeling that and, and embracing that with that person and it's so sweet it's beyond lovely it's it's love beyond love beyond love beyond love you know it's just like yes 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 you know when you hold a young child it just radiates love and you know but you know we all have that radiation of love within us we just have you know forgotten it you know for most part and shut down and so can we reopen it and in the face of this human experience and these opportunities and uh reconnect with it and see the higher light and feel the higher light and witness it all. Thank you.
1: Lynn. Thank you. How, how about in a business sense, Did you work with somebody who is a business person or doing a business
4: and help oh, you yeah. break lot. through
1: the blocks of succeeding?
4: Yeah, no, I, I worked with a lot of people, you know, I've worked with corporations, companies, uh, you know, individuals that have had businesses, uh, more like the CEOs or the executives or the main chair people of a company. I've done some training in companies, um, but more individual coaching. And it's uh, more about, you know, can we, in a corporate setting or in a business setting or if we have a small business, uh, do we have an expression if we have an idea or a creative idea that can be heard? And that sometimes takes maneuvering and, you know, to touch another person that maybe is closed down and um, there's an expression, you guys, and sometimes in business that sometimes whoever runs the business is just uh, running it from their own childhood, like how their father and mother did it and any of their woundings will come out in the business, like it will be a big family of this wound or that wound or this joy or that joy or this opportunity, and unless a person that's running the business is really willing to do their deeper work and going, wow, this is what's running me, and that isn't my vision or mission. So in companies, what I've really helped is really establish what is your true vision, what is your true mission in life, um, what, is your, what do you want to bring to the world, um, what are your guiding principles or values that you, uh, really matter to you, and what are your practices? Like, you know, really, it's one thing to have an expression, but it's a whole other thing to walk or talk, right? You know, and we do our best. You know, I always say, uh, remember and forget. That's what I do with myself. Like, oh, my gosh. You know, this is my intention, and I I wasn't exactly on with that. I, I lost my connection. And then, you know, really bring back businesses when I work with them. It's really uh you know, setting up the foundation. And and what's so cool about life and business is when you're aligned, when you have that alignment, you know, we talk about uh, even our vertical alignment from the divine stars through the body, through the sushuba channel, all the way through the body and into the earth, that alignment, that strong alignment. When we have this alignment with our vision and mission and values and principles that we follow, you know, practices, and we're really working inside that those practices, those, those values, those principles. And what starts happening in the business is they um, start producing more. So again, I mentioned that the, you know their profits have increased um, in their business. Their ability to express themselves and be heard uh, by their different colleagues um, is, is more available. Or they're maybe they're not in the right place, and they choose to do another line of work um, that's more suited towards them. You know, to really drop into what is really their gift and helping them guide towards that. um, That I've helped people do in business. So, you know, definitely um, their profits have increased, and more their vision has increased, and their ability to really connect more with people and serve the people and work more from, you know, we talk about different bottom lines in business, but you know, you, you, know, you have your profit that people tend to focus on, but there's the people, there's the environment, um, you know, to really, that the people are taking care of. You take care of your people in your business, they'll take care of the business and you take care of your environment and you take care of your community, um, you know, and you, you measure, you, you know, this is not new. That you measure for these these um, these goals um, as well as you know that financially you're, you're stable but that you include and that you have something you know higher maybe the you even in the business that you um, you know take on an organization that you want to give to or you give your profits to um, X amount you know you, that matters to you so I help people Establish a business from ground up where they got it running and out in the world and they were making money and doing well and From bringing in new ideas and new concepts and and creativities to what they they're doing I've worked with so many businesses. It's so vast, but um, you know and just being in touch with uh, Training and then having a deeper understanding or communicating with each other I'm more of a soft skill kind of person you know their vision mission values I work with communication um, in business. are we you know really communicating? are we listening? and when people start listening then and they work together and they 're more in harmony with themselves, their community, and the planet so it 's more of a i 'd say I do more of an integrative type of structure that the work I do in business is are we In that core alignment are we really truly operating from what we stand for what we believe in and how can we do that? More how can we do that in a more deeper way and more profound way that that we are truly following our vision mission values principles and practices and In a in a harmony with each other not like you're wrong bad. You're not doing it No, you know, and it takes you know deep work so um, in the communication and having people understand and do witness and I do a lot of work around presence I do a lot of work with presence and mindfulness um, breath work uh, consciousness Really dropping in and just having the business have more of a buzz, you know more of a, a Streamline like a buzz like a sweet buzz like a harmonic a har- Harmony within the company that you walk in the business and you feel like oh, this is more peaceful this is more harmony and like the inner inner stellar communications um, in the business can take place more like even without words like you know this department might not know but there's more synchronicities and that person was just thinking about that and the person would call them so it's more of like we're we are in sync you know or this rhythm and this sync of energy. Uh, this vortex of energy that's sinking together and like oh, I was thinking about that and that just came together and that just opened up with that vendor that didn't, we didn't think was going to happen and this like the synchronicity start you know occurring um, more in businesses um, and uh, you know more alignment because anytime we're more present and connected it's going to happen and uh, it's going to unfold um, you know, inside of that, and then also helping people bring structure and sometimes our energy is low and we don't want to do some things, but if you have more energy, then you tend to produce more, and and if you're stuck in some way, uh, you know, you can kind of free that up so it also gives people more energy to produce the things they want to produce and, um, you know, to move forward. It's usually stuck energy with any of us, and even in the company and the culture of the company, so. I hope that somewhat answers your question.
0: when can you hear me? Yes.
1: Okay, okay beautiful. Let's see, what what time is it now? It is, oh my God. It's 12.36. And I was going to play a session from Terry, an excerpt, but I think we're running out of time. And uh, it's either there. Calling CJ.
2: Well, let me do it.
1: Um, We have a healing list and um, I thought it'd be interesting to work with Stacy and the healing list, and uh, after, you know, I met Stacy probably at least 10 years ago when I did a talk at her home, and I talked about the Ra group and the Elohim group, and she was well aware that she was connecting with intelligence in other realms, that we're helping her with her coaching and her counseling and the way she worked with people and helping her and bring... um Stacy, why don't you say it from your point of view and share it? Are you there? Yeah. What did you want me to share? Well, when you were working with people, you became aware that you had there was something in other realms that was helping you.
4: Yeah, I didn't really know it was other realms. Um Winfrey, it was more just I got messages, I got information, and I guess you can call it claircognitive. cognitive, it just things would come through and they were true, you know, I'm intuitive, so I could kind of tune in and go, is that true? I go, yeah, how did you know? It isn't like I knew, it just came through, like I got information. I didn't know it was other realms. It was just, um, yeah, I didn't really think of it as other realms, to be honest. It's just, I, I don't know, I just had, I guess you could say connected to the field. And I, I believe we're all connected to the field. It's just that the more we can work on our connection, but anyhow, it's being connected And uh, and some of us, you know, can access things more easily than others, and some access it through art, poetry, music, and different ways, and some through, you know, intuitive sense, and you know, or our higher work or creativity. So yeah, so it just came through naturally, and then later on, you know, it it, you know got that it was from, I guess you could say, you know, uh, source source creation. And, uh, you know, the divine and I guess I held it more like a container of source connection, divine connection. That was more like my, I guess, my orientation. You know, this is more from source and divine and more from light, more from love. But I didn't identify with a particular group or energies of a particular type. It was just a more, an overall arching source, love, you want to call it God, source, um, energy that uh, was coming through uh, from a divine nature uh, that came through from the higher light and, uh, um, you know, union with that divine nature, you know, choosing union with that higher level. And then later on, I realized other groups too, but anyhow. Mm hmm
1: But you didn't know...
2: You, you
4: didn't identify it. No, I didn't. I, mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, it was a higher energy, a higher frequency. I didn't, there wasn't any names. I mean, later on I heard names, you know, the ones no names. And, you know, as you've talked about, the um, and Council of Light, Council of Grace. But, yeah, it wasn't like I had a name or something. I'd never really worked with names or people. It was just, it was more like, um, yeah, frequency energy of a higher. And, you know, when I asked people if this is so, they would go, yeah, it's so. So we knew that that whatever was coming through was accurate.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And I didn't always know. It. I'd ask, you know.
1: Well, when I did my talk... Your house and I was talking about um, the yellow heating group and the Ra group and how they inter- interface between people with people right and you told me recently and I didn't know this at the time but you got the idea that it was those groups who were um, whispering
4: in your ear, so to speak. Um, Am I right? When you were there, when you did the talk, um, I could experience a very profound energy of, it was almost um, like a vastness of, Vibrational consciousness or energy, like a field, a beautiful field, like like the whole universe or cosmos was in you know the living room. Um, it was very expansive and very loving and all inclusive. And um, and I could feel you know different frequencies, but I didn't know, necessarily know where they were or where they're from. So, but you know, I could feel. It was very, very powerful. And uh, so, you know, the field was very vast. hmm You know, so anyhow, and um, yeah, it, it's, you know, again, I mentioned the ones with no names, um you know, that frequency because I'm familiar with that because I studied that, and then I didn't, wasn't always aware of the Elohim and the raw group until, you know, you. And, um, yeah, that the frequency of the sweetness of the Elohim um, and the purity, you know, definitely, definitely comes through.
1: hmm Your website is called com. Yeah, it is. Integration and Singular, right?
4: No, integrations has an S. So
1: Integrations. Okay. Sorry,
4: yeah. It's quantum integrations with an S on the end, like the quantum field moving into oneness.
0: Mm hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is
4: all the time, yeah. The, the integration of, you know, as we integrate <laughs> our quantum fields, our
3: mm-hmm.
4: uh, no space, no place, nowhere, we integrate our fields into the oneness. Um, yeah, that's where the miracles occur. Yeah. The sweetness.
1: Well, I can, you know, when I when I talk to you and you're doing stuff, it's almost as if you're channeling. You can tap in to um, other realms similar to what I've experienced in the channeling experience. So, in any case, it's very interesting and. uh Hang on a second here. I don't know where she just gone.
0: I'm here.
1: Oh, have you been there all the time?
0: I'm here, yes. I must have missed you calling me. Okay. I've been calling you. It's just that my my auntie's here because she's just recently, she's literally tonight has just crossed over. I was a bit distracted.
1: Your auntie crossed over and now she's visiting you, right?
0: Yes. She came straight here. Mm Mm-hmm. So I've just been talking to her. <laughs> oh, you, should, you should introduce her to Terry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> right. I can see Terry now. Hi, Terry. <laughs> All right. Well, they probably they'll probably meet each other now. <laughs>
1: Um I'll introduce you to Stacey. Hi Stacy. Hi Vidia.
0: Cia.
1: Cedia.
0: Hi Cia. Hi.
1: Hi. Where did you get the name Cedia?
0: Well, it, um <clears throat> it's a very unusual name and it originated from a book.
1: Okay. So, it's not just an unusual name for an English person. It's unusual for everybody,
2: right?
0: Yes, I think so.
1: <laughs> All right. So, what I was thinking, and I think we have enough time to do this, is to go through this list um when you give you ten seconds, open up the conversation, the dialogue, so that if Stacy has something to insert, then we can let that happen. Is that okay? Is that okay with you, Regent?
0: Yeah. Yes, it is. I will. I will give ten seconds. Um, I'll. Uh, After we've done the little prayer and meditation, um, if Stacy wants to mention something after that, that would be superb. That's in the introduction, right? Well, it's after we've done the meditation, the 10-second meditation prayer. And I'll leave a gap before I go to the next person. Mm-hmm. And if Stacy wants to interject, then she's more than welcome.
1: Okay. Now, those of you who are listening, this is an experimental thing you're doing. We haven't done this before. with Stacey. But I'm confident enough in my connection with Stacy that I know she brings things through from other realms. And um, uh, we will see what happens,
2: okay? And um I
1: see you just so it doesn't go too long. Let me let me make a suggestion. When you start your ten seconds, right? Mm-hmm. And and let Stacy anytime she wants to insert something, let her do it, so we don't go too long.
0: Is that okay? Okay, all right. All yes, right. that's no problem. We'll try it like that's that. That's a okay? good idea. Yes. Yeah. And I'll turn it over to you. Thank you. So, Stacy, you may interject when we do our ten seconds of silent prayer and meditation for each person. Um, I'll read the request, and then I will read out the name and give 10 seconds of um, prayer and meditation for that individual person or request. If you wish to um, interject something at that point, you're more than welcome.
4: Thank you, Susan. And
0: Wynne? Oh, thank you. Wynne, if you're uh, going to be breathing heavily, please mute yourself. Okay. Okay, I'm going to start. I call in the love light of protection around each and every person on this healing list. Each and every person that is a subject of the healing list. Listening to this call. Listening to a replay or reading a transcript. John from Las Vegas. Please put the continued improvement of the US economy, the strengthening of the US dollar, and the improvement of the world economy all into the love light, so that many more people can be financially prosperous. I ask for all of the above, be done for the highest and greatest good of all concerned. Okay, let's give 10 seconds for John's request, starting now.
4: I'd say let it be integrated into the remembrance of our interconnectivity. And our gifts of sharing and exchanging from joy.
0: Thank you, John, from Las Vegas. Please put Lauren Zania from Forks, Washington. Winfrey from Sedona, Arizona, Gloria Fernandez from Las Vegas, Nevada, Jack Smith from Kingman, Arizona, and Kathleen Welsh from Albuquerque, New Mexico, into the light, for them to have perfect health. Let's give 10 seconds. For Laurenzania's perfect health, starting
3: now,
4: and let them all breathe in this this light, the perfect health, and the frequency and the remembrance that comes through them as a child, and the joy within them. When their heart was feeling that feeling of freedom and openness, to so the grace of the healing can have a pathway to emanate upon them all. Thank you.
0: Thank you. 10 seconds for Wins Perfect Health, starting now.
4: And let him breathe in the remembrance of his divine calling from all lifetimes, all places seen and seen, known and known, and let him recall that ability that he has also for his own self-healing from the future ancient memories within his soul and the past, that he knows and remembers that higher truth.
3: Thank you.
0: Ten seconds for Gloria Fernandez from Las Vegas for her perfect health. Starting now.
4: Gloria, we see you smiling and remembering parts of your childhood and beingness this and your joy for that natural, childlike wonder within. And we celebrate that with you as we celebrate your perfect health.
2: Thank you.
0: And Jack Smith from Kingman, Arizona for his perfect health, starting now.
4: Uh, Jack, we as we invite you for your love of nature and outdoors to continue to breathe in that good old outdoor energy and uh, outside. And when you're out, things like in the mountains and in the trees, and let that energy and that strength of your inner body, also when you were younger, come into your field as you integrate in that perfect health. Thank you.
0: And Kathleen Welsh from Albuquerque, New Mexico. So Kathleen's perfect health. Thank you. Starting now.
4: Kathleen, as you connect with your starlight energy um, and feel that in your soul and breathe that in even more deeply, that spark above you that's always there for your perfect health.
0: Thank you. John from Las Vegas. Thank you for the sovereign rights endowed upon the human race I ask that people are allowed unrestricted access to travel anywhere in the world. I also ask that people allow allowed to use virtual private networks to access any websites on their computers. Ten seconds for John's request, starting now.
4: We ground the energy and open the fields for that, and letting it come in from the above, like a portal of energy surrounding the request to be made manifested from the higher realm, into the field, and into the earth and all around.
0: Thank you. John goes on to ask, please put decentralized cryptocurrencies into the love light for massive worldwide adoption and for them to become legal tender. Thank you for this perfect and fair monetary system that honors privacy and is free from capital gains tax Please help decentralize cryptocurrencies to become more accessible and easier for people to use and understand. I ask that all of the above be done for the highest and greatest good of all concerned. 10 seconds of prayer for John's request, starting now.